so much for your goodness and your, uh, your joy. Father, your strength in us, Father. Lord, your word commissions us to gather together. Your word tells us to, to, to celebrate with one another, to lift each other up, Father. Father, we're simply here just to listen to your heart. Father, we're simply here just to just be ministered to by your spirit, Father. We thank you for a powerful encounter that we had during worship, but Lord, I pray right now that your word will teach us. It would correct us. It would train us. It will rebuke us, Father God, because you love those you discipline, and you want us to simply grow, Father God. So today, Lord, I push aside my thoughts, my opinions, what I think. Lord, let my words be words of, from the throne and from your heart, Father, that it will minister us in a, in a personal way. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all say amen and amen. Hey, so last week we started a series called One Church, and after that One Church series, we actually had our church picnic. Did you guys enjoy the church picnic last week? So I'm going to bring something up. <laughs> Because I have to bring it up. And all, you know, all the ladies are like, you know what? Whatever, Jesse. But we had our annual tug of war between guys and the ladies. We're not cheaters. <laughs> between the guys and the ladies. And what ended up happening was the guys schooled the ladies for the first time in three years. For the first time in three years. And here comes my wife. <laughs> Look, the Spirit of God told me to do this right now, okay? <laughs> Listen, there was many, many cheaters out in the field. <laughs> the women went out, and we got bruises. We got slivers. Men came with gloves, okay? <laughs> they came ready. Some came with cleats. <laughs> All I got to say is that they were so afraid of our win for the past two years. That they need to bring in reinforcements, so girls, way to go. We have babies. We are strong, all right? That's all I got to say. Don't boast about your win. I don't you know, feel like know, it was know, something to boast I, I'm gonna about. See, I'm going to share a secret with my wife really quick, okay? Did you know our, our, I talked to all the husbands, and the, the plan was, okay, have your wives be pregnant so they don't participate. Wow. No, I'm, saying, I'm joking. That was a joke. That was a joke. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. You heard it here first. <laughs> No, on a serious note, it was such a fun, fun time gathering together and just being a one church with one another. And let me tell you something, it, it, it just, it brings memories. Uh, we have some pictures. Can we show the slide really quick of just, you know, what was going on there? Look at that. Thank you, Bruce. Give it up for Bruce Skiles for making the pig for us. Steve and helped out as well, too. I mean, we had new people showed up. I was meeting new people there, which is the purpose of why we're doing this. I mean, the laughter between English and Spanish service, I mean, that's a representation right there of one church. And we just have families gathering together, seeing God do what he needs to do in the midst of our lives. I mean, it's just a fun time. And then these ladies right here started tattooing everybody, which I think was pretty cool. You know, and they just had a good time. We had the youth out there just playing. It was just a phenomenal phenomenal time a great great time get ready for next year because i want to add to it with people i want people to know that the kingdom of god is about fellowship the kingdom of god is about relationship do you guys agree with that and so last week we talked about being one church and we really we really started with the series on the on the one church and you can take those slides down um, we even talked about uh, what one church really means, and I really took you to the book of Romans in chapter 12, verse 5, where, where, where Paul teaches 
the church of Rome. And, and I love what he said because he's explaining about the different parts of the body. He's explaining about our giftings and how we operate as one. And he says this, so in Christ. Everyone say, so in Christ. So in Christ, we, though many, and what he's saying is there's so many different parts to this body, okay? So in Christ, we, though many, form one body. And last week, we quickly talked about being one body or being one church, no matter the language, no matter the service time, being one church is simply serving together and serving one another, I'll say that again. It's simply serving together and serving one another. And, and again, when we were talking about what it takes to be that, we can really not focus on the obstacles anymore and realize, you know what? I have a mission to love people and unite with people to grow the God, kingdom of God. Not only grow my heart and advance my heart, but advance God's kingdom because that's what he wants me to do. You know, it was last week that I was even thinking about one of the sermons that, that the messages that Brent brought the other day or the other week, and he used that net. But for us to, to be involved in the gather in the fish or, or the people, we need to cast our net into the water. Our nets need to be in the water. Because how many of y'all know you can own a net, but not, and it's not in the water, and you ain't going anywhere with it? And sometimes I believe the enemy can use that to kind of trap yourself to do nothing. And what God wants us to do is serve people and serve one another by casting that net, throw it in the water, putting yourselves in dark areas so you can illuminate the light of Jesus Christ. That's being one church. And so when you have that focus and that mindset, you start realizing, oh, my job's really not that bad. I am called to this place. They're not just heathens and people that don't want, they're, they're in need and they're in help and I have an answer for them. So I'm going to go extend the help and I'm going to serve the way Jesus served and I'm going to love the way Jesus loved. I'm going to submit the way Jesus submit. I think there's a song out there about that, you know, and that's what God wants us to do. And when we do that and when we operate that way, we realize, oh, it's not just a Sunday morning between these four walls. No, it's beyond that. You start having a more pleasant life. God gives you a new insight of what life's about. God elevates you on his shoulders so you can see the way he sees in this perspective that he sees it from. Everyone say one church. church. Last week it was so good being at a combo service with your Spanish congregation family members, correct? A language didn't stop us from fellowshipping. A language doesn't stop us from smiling. A language didn't stop us from loving and extending a handshake or a hug. That's what one church is about here. You know, we even said that we're not a Spanish church and we're not an English church. We are one church. And I believe God is in the move in our hearts and in our lives and through this place. And I want people to be a part of it. The moment this whole service is done and second service is done and we, and we leave this building, this building is no longer the church. It's just a building. But the church is you. And what I, my desire is that we continue to, con, to, to listen to what God wants to do and continue to have church while you're at work, continue to be the church on the basketball court, continue to be church while kids go to school. We, we continue being one church. That is the heart of God and how he commands his disciples, Jesus commands his disciples to do so. But there's another side of one church that I want to share today, and this other side is, is not just about serving, but I want you to understand that the, another side of being one church is being in the community of believers, being in the community of believers, because how many of y'all know that the one, number one thing that the enemy is trying to do through his stealing, killing, and destroying is this. He will try to do everything he can to isolate you, the believer, away from the community. I'll say that again. 
When you go through an issue and that thought is, should I go to my brother or sister in Christ and tell them to pray for me or seek wise counsel? And you're hearing the thoughts of, no, you got this. You can do this under because all things are given to you and God is faithful and God is good. And you decide to isolate yourself away. You've fallen into a trap of what God's plan was for your life. God has called us to be in community with the believers. He even talks about protecting the brotherhood. And I also add the sisterhood in there as well, too. But what I'm saying is this. You can't do life without, uh, with, with no one else involved. You have to have people involved. You have to have the believers to lift you up. I think of Moses right now. You go to the Old Testament, and, and, and there's this battle. The Israelites are going. God's people are battling. They're losing because Moses' arms are going down. The Bible says that God commanded him, when you lift your hands, when you lift your staff up, the battle is yours. And reality is, I think of it as a symbol of surrender for Moses. But he's getting tired, and his arms are going down, and the battle's being lost. But here comes Aaron. Here comes Ur on each side, and they lift his arms up for him. That was community that came together, and the battle was given to them. You know, there are times in life where we, don't want, we, we, we raise our hands and we worship because the day is going really good and it's going well. But then things start happening. Life throws a curveball at you and your hands are going down. And if you isolate yourself, it will completely go back to the point where you start going into a fetal position and you're not doing anything anymore for God and you've isolated yourself. And you are slowly deteriorating and dying spiritually. And God's saying, if you will rally around, when you let people rally around you and your arms start going down, they will be the errands. They will be the errors in your life. They will lift your hands up. They will speak words of encouragement. They will pray over you. They will walk in the trenches with you and help you be elevated, reminding you of the promises of God. Amen. Everyone say one church. You know, there's, there's many stories I can go into this whole thing, and for time's sake, I'm not going to, but I want you to understand this. You, the believer, can't do life by yourself. If you're trying or you think, I got this, you're standing on a lie. God says, no, you can't do this on you. Number one, you need my power, my spirit in you. Number two, you need the body, the church, because how many of y'all know that Christ and the church are one body? How can you just have Christ but not have the church? How can you say, I believe in God and Jesus, but I, I'm just offended and hurt and I don't believe in the church anymore? That's just like saying, Jesse, I like you, but I don't like your wife. And how many of y'all know that's fighting words for me as a husband? Because we're one. So when we bash on God's church, Jesus is hurt. He's hurt during that because he's, he's saying, that's my body. That's my bride. Yeah, it's imperfect. Yeah, it's not right. But there are things that is being worked within it. Be one church. Everyone say one church. I don't know where I'm going with this message. I've lost it all. Let God keep talking. But again, the devil's trying to do everything he can to isolate the believer away from the community so you don't grow. But the moment you are placed in the community, the moment you are placed in protection because you're connected, you start growing. My, my whole deal is show up to church every Sunday. Come to worship. Don't come late. Come to church the best you can every Sunday because we want you to grow. I'm not taking your attendance. I'm looking at your heart, and I want you to grow. If you're an in-and-out person, that's awesome. I'm going to do everything I can to cast a net over you and bring you in and tell you talk to somebody. 
Little secret here. Last two and a half years, you've noticed my wife and I at the door. When you're praying, we're walking out because we're, we're going to catch those that are trying to leave and sneak out. Because we understand that community, that's what they need. They need to know that there is a church family that loves them, that will pray with them, and that will encounter them. And they have lead pastors that would do everything can to lead them to Jesus. That's it. We're just extending love. We're not trying to stop you. We're not trying to, you know, tie your ankles and say, okay, make sure you do this and make sure you do that. We're simply saying, hey, we want you to know we remember you and we love you. And that you can always come back and you can always be led. Uh, and you can always know that we would, we would always point to Jesus here because we love you that much. You have a church family that's there for you. Community with believers is not just for Sundays. Community with believers is for every day. It's for every day of our lives. I love it in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. The Bible says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Verse 25, not giving up meeting together. Not giving up meeting together. Other translations, actually a lot of translations will say not neglecting. They use the word neglect, and that word neglect, when you think about it, really is just not caring about it, not caring for it. And the Bible is telling us, don't neglect on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. How many of y'all know when you're in a habit, it's hard to break out of it? But if you're in tuned and you're determined and you're disciplined, you will break that habit of meeting together. And you will start, stop neglecting the meeting together every day. And you will see God do wonders in your life. He will do so much in your life. Continuing on, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Pretty much is what I, this is what I'm saying. Being plugged in with people who love Jesus is going to encourage you to stay in Jesus. Okay? When you're plugged into around people that love Jesus, they're just going to continue to applaud and you got this to continue to live for Jesus. Because if you believe that you can do this on your own, that is a lie. You need the church to rally. You need to be a part of the church and understand that your role of, uh, as a part of the community is vital and it is key. No comparison. God says you are important. You know, I have a body of a, a community as well. I have you guys who I absolutely love and learn from as well, too. But there are people that I believe in my community know more than me. And I have this one guy that I meet once a month, at least once a month for the last three, four years. I've been meeting him at least once a month. And he is a, like a spiritual father. And his name is Al. And Al would, Al would always check on my marriage. I love it because I'm walking with Marty, holding her hand, showing him, like, dude, we're good, man. You know, holding her hand, and he'll go to her, hey, Marty, how's he treating you? And my wife, who is so truthful about everything because she loves the Lord, says, you need to talk to this guy. <laughs> and he said, all right, man, we're going we're gonna to meet. We're going to get some coffee. And I'm like, ah. But he's doing it because he loves me, and he loves my wife, and he wants our marriage to flourish. We're imperfect. And let me tell you something, I go and I sit down with him who's a part of my community because he's a part of the church and he speaks in my life. And even though I'm discouraged about something, he encourages me and he reminds me. And I walk out an hour later feeling pumped up and saying, you know what, I'm ready to serve and to love the way Jesus served and loved because of community. I mean, I could be discouraged or, 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 or doubtful about my calling and he will remind me of what God said to me two years ago because he's encouraging me. He's a part of the community in my life and he's telling me hey Jesse has nothing to do with your performance it has to do with your calling and what God called you to do 
And let me tell you something, when I leave that room or when I leave that office or when I leave that, that, that coffee shop, I feel so encouraged and I'm so glad I can go to him about anything because all he's doing is being the church in my life because I need it as well too. My heart and my prayer church is simply this, that you go do the same. That you will get into community with somebody, with a group of people that is life-giving and encouraging, that doesn't flare opinions to you, but that looks to the Word of God and says, hey, the Bible says this. Because I mean, y'all know we all can have an opinion. But the Bible also tells us that uh, flared opinions is just, it's, for, it's foolish, it's for the fools. That we need to seek out His Word and His wisdom. That all knowledge comes from the fear of the Lord, that when we submit to Him. And so when we put ourselves in this community, I want you to understand that you will grow. And so my prayer, my heart is that you simply plug in and go do the same thing. But my mission here at Resurrection Life Church is that I'm going to find ways, my wife and I are going to find ways to bridge the ways for you to get there. We're going to try to do everything we can to pray and say, okay, God, what do you want us to do to help them go from one end of the bridge to the other side? And that's why I simply want to share a little bit of a, a thing that we call bridge groups. If you look over there, you'll see tables because after service, we're inviting you to go do something today. All right? And so bridge group is really a small group. We heard of small groups, right? But the vision of bridge group, the reason why my wife and I call it bridge group, and this church is calling it bridge group, is because about four years ago, we were in prayer in our own living room, and we were chatting and talking about what is God going to do through us, and my wife had this vision of this bridge group, and I did as well, too, through scriptures and God showing us, and we saw people building bridges from one cliff to the next. And I remember seeing in my, this, this, this thing in my imagination where, where one person grabs another person that didn't know God who was on the other side and walked him over to the other side. And they were introduced to Jesus Christ and they began a relationship. But then I saw the same person go back to the other side of the bridge and find someone else and introduce them to, the, to Jesus, walked across and it was hand in hand just, or arm in arm or whatever it was to the other side. And I believe that when we're in a community, we do that, that we do that. We, we are bridge builders here and that we, we do that. And so when you look in the book of Acts, really the model here, when you look at the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 42 through 47, the Bible says this. And again, this is the believers forming a community. It says, all the believers devoted themselves. Let me stop for a second. The ascension of Jesus happened. The spirit of God was poured onto the church. You know, Peter, Peter did his thing, and, and the church is, you know, praying now, and they're all united. Now we're at this point, and it says now they're about to do life together. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship and to the sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper. That means they did communion together, and to prayer. Verse 43, a deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders because God is that real, okay? And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared their money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while, okay, everyone say all the while. Okay? All the while praising God and enjoying the good will of all people. Enjoying the good will of all people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Do you see the heart of God in community? Do you see the Spirit of God moving in these people? Them not only just, you know, putting themselves in the backseat, but putting people before them so God can move and God can add to their family? 
How awesome is it? We, how many hospital visits did we do this summer, babe? A lot, right? I mean, babies are amazing. There's just something about a fresh, brand new baby after they're cleaned, you know? It's just, <laughs> and it's just like, you, you, man, my wife, last week, I forgot who it was. Someone wanted to connect with my wife, and I see, she's like, hey, I want to talk to your wife. I'm like, sure, I'll go get her. Turn around, there's a baby in her arms. I'm like, dude, you're going to have to schedule an appointment. She ain't going to talk right now. She has a baby in her hand. She's getting her baby fix on is what she says. Because there's something amazing about new life. You see, when we, when we do what God wants us to do and he adds to our, our community, there's something just so sweet about that new believer that's just coming into the family of God and saying, wow, this is eternal life. These are promises that I could have. Jesus modeled that. And here's the thing. The reason why I read that scripture is because I want you to know this. The purpose of the bridge group that we're going to be doing is this, is to get people from one point, not knowing God, to the next point, growing in God. And maybe you know God, but we want you to mature in God now. Amen. So we're talking about purpose is to get people from one point to the next by crossing the bridge, according to verse 20, uh, 47. And I also believe that, that this whole bridge group thing of us building this bridge and helping people come over one from one place to another is a representation or a replica of what Jesus did with God and mankind. How many of y'all know that Jesus built a bridge? He used two pieces of wood and three nails, and he built an entire bridge for all of mankind to cross to restore the relationship of mankind and God. And if we would add to that, all we're doing is mimicking, not mimicking, that's not a good word, imitating. There we go. All we're doing is that we're imitating our Heavenly Father. We're imitating Jesus Christ and what he did when he came down to this earth, gave his life up, and gave us redemption, mercy, grace, forgiveness, and a new life. How many of y'all are happy about that? That's something that God gave us if we would just simply believe in him. Now, the purpose, like I said, is for us to get from one point to the next. But the mission, or the goal, if you want to call it that way, is to multiply. It's to multiply believers, make disciples. It's to multiply leaders to grow. And it's, multi it's to also to multiply homes. Blessing people with where they're at as well, too, because the Bible said, we just read it, that the Lord added to their number. The Lord added to the family of God and their fellowship. But all you need to do is plug in. So let me talk a little bit about these bridge groups. We are going to launch these bridge groups in September. Okay, this is this fall. All right. And all it is, is for you to get into community with someone, a, a group of people around you that you can rally, you can pray with, you can study the word together, you can do something. We have already trained our first round of people that are already going to open up their homes. And if you want to get plugged into a bridge group after service, all you got to do is go to that table. Our, our director of bridge groups is Julia uh, Trefethen, who is a part of this team here. Julia, raise your hand for a second. Everyone say hi, Julia. If you don't know her, get to know her. She's awesome. Clint is amazing, too. You're awesome. Hi, Clint. <laughs> and she's going to come up here at the end of service, talk a little bit about it as well, too. But if you want to get plugged into a community because you're not in a community, I'm going to encourage you, go after service to those tables. The next few weeks, they'll be there. But go after service to those tables. Ask questions. Sign up. Now, maybe you're like, I, I, I want to open my home up. That's awesome. All I'm going to do is direct you to Julia so she can give you the directions that you need so you can get trained and get ready for our next thing. Because how many of y'all know we don't want this thing to stop by two months from now? We believe community needs to be a lifelong journey. 
and we're expecting growth. We're expecting not, not, not growth in just in numbers, but growth in a believer's heart. That we're believing that people that don't know Jesus are going to understand that they're going to belong in Jesus if they would just simply say yes. And that bridge group, the vision of this is really, I believe, is going to be something that's going to be a, a main basis or a main streamline for this church. English or Spanish. Because we offer, we're going to be offering both of them. So if you simply want to plug into a community, I'm going to encourage you, go sign up and plug in right there. If you want to host, just talk to Julia, and she'll give you exactly what you need to do for the next couple of months. But we'll be launching these things in uh, September. Matthew 18.20, and I'll close it with this. In Matthew 18.20, let me remind you that the Bible tells us we, where we gather in his name, where two or three more gather in his name, his, pres- his spirit is present. And all we want to do is create an atmosphere where his presence is there. I had the great privilege just to be at Julian Clint's house over the summer for the first half of it because we were establishing it, we were praying about it, we were getting things going. And let me tell you something. Every time we gathered together, the food was awesome, number one. It was always good. Because me and food, we go hand in hand, all right? The food was awesome. But number two, and actually I'll make that number one, is this, the Spirit of God was so sweet. It was life-giving. It was good just talking with those people. It was good just kicking back and laughing. How many of y'all know we we have to laugh in life? Laughter does good like a medicine is what the Bible says. And if we're too serious in this life because I need to get my ducks in a row, you're going to miss out on all the benefits that God has for you. God's not looking for a a, a mistake-free life. He's looking for obedient hearts so when they fall, He can extend his grace to pick you back up and keep going forward. That is a loving God that we have. Everyone say one church. I guess the punch is this. You need to be plugged into a community, not just on a Sunday, but every day of your life. Someone that you can call a friend, someone that you can grow together, someone that can help you remember certain things. Because when we gather together in prayer, when we gather together as a family, when we laugh together, when we cry together, when we mourn together, when we rejoice and we celebrate together, life is that much more sweeter. That's being one church. This is not about being a a group. It's about being believers that want to advance the kingdom of God. And so church, listen to what God's saying right now. We got some key groups already going on, but listen to what God is saying. And if you're isolated right now, in other words, if you're simply just feeling like I'm alone in this, I don't know who to talk to or where, or where to go, or go check this place out right now in this corner. We'll get you plugged in, but you need to take that first step. You remember earlier during worship time I was talking about taking that first step? That's the step that maybe is required in this one. You take that first step. And when you do so, God will direct your path. Anything crooked, he will bring straight. It's a promise from our God. Everyone close your eyes and bow your head. Community is such a key thing in our earthly life right now. It's the body of Christ that we need to continue to grow. But you can't enter in this type of community until you've accepted Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Acts chapter 12 that salvation is found in no one else but Jesus. It's exactly what it says. Salvation is not found in no no one else 
but Jesus Christ. And I love it because when you read the scriptures and when you hear the word of God, there are so many ways that we can get to Jesus. But the Bible tells us Jesus is the one way, the truth, and the life. And that those that accept him gain eternal life. So if that is you right now and you're saying, I don't even know if I'm with God right now, if I'm right with God. If that is you, or maybe you're like, this is the first time I'm ever hearing it like this. I know the religion, but I don't know the relationship. God is saying your time is now. And if you just accept him, I'll lead you in a prayer, you now become a part of this community. You are a part of the family of God. So with all eyes closed, on the count of three, I want you just to shoot your hand up. Don't be afraid. Just shoot your hand up. One, two, three. Anybody in this room, go ahead. Put your hand up so I can pray over you. God bless you. I see you back there. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. I see you over there. Anybody else? I see you back there. God bless you guys. You guys can put your hands down. Anybody else? You belong. A lot of times people want you to behave a certain way so you can be, belong, but God doesn't work that way. And I'm sorry you encountered that. God says you need to first know you belong. I want you. I want you in this family. And when you understand I belong in God's kingdom, I'm a part of his children, I am a part of the body, you start wanting to behave like he behaves. Anybody else in this room? This is your time. I just want to lead you into prayer. We've got three hands so far awesome. We're going to do this together as a church family. Everyone put one hand over your heart and everyone repeat after me. Say, God, thank you for the mission you had for my life. Jesus, I know you died for me, but I also know you raised from the grave and that you gave me eternal life. I am sorry for all the wrong I committed against you. I ask for your spirit to come into my life I thank you that you lead me, that you're guiding me, and that you're bringing me to new places because you simply love me. Now, God, plug me in to your church. Plug me in to your community. I want to grow. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all celebrate by saying, Amen. Amen.